You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Have you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters, bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Well, hello, friends. Welcome to April on the Press Zone. So glad that you are here with us today for another episode of the Press Zone podcast right here on the AHL Report. Of course, part of Rocket Sports Media, a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Boy, am I so glad that you are here today. We've got a lot of fun things to talk about. Yes, fun things to talk about here on the Press Home Podcast today. And as I said, it's April. It's it's Easter week. Uh, daffodils are up. Spring is springing. There's, I don't know about your part of the world, but in my part of the world, there's buds on the trees. Uh, there's yellow daffodils and forsythia blooming. Um, crocus are up. The tulips are starting to push up out. It's just that just oh it's a wonderful time of year it really is um we're the winter is almost behind us and and uh it also means that we're coming down the stretch for hockey it means that playoffs are going to start coming soon in fact for the AHL we've got less than two weeks left in the regular season that's right the regular season for the Laval Rocket ends on April 14th and uh, we're going to talk about whether or not they'll be playing after that quite a bit on today's show. In fact, we're going to tell you how their latest road trip went. When we met last week, we discussed how important and how difficult uh, this past week's road trip was going to be for the Laval Rockets. So how did they come out on the other side of it? Well, uh, it might be a little bit surprising for you. So we're going to talk about that a little bit uh, in our second segment. Of course, Patrick Williams is going to be here with us. Uh, we've got a new player of the week uh, for the AHL that is someone Laval Rocket fans will be familiar with, uh, as well as March's Players of the Month from across the American Hockey League. We always love to highlight those names for you uh, because they are likely names that you will hear eventually in the AA in the NHL as well. Uh, and Patrick's also going to give us his his take and his insight on where Laval currently sits in the standings and what they've got in front of them between now and April 14th uh, to make sure that they are still playing later in the month. Um, before we get to all of that, however, just a little bit of housekeeping for you, because in case you missed it... Um, if you're not perhaps a subscriber to the Canadians Connection podcast, which is our NHL-focused flagship sister podcast, 
uh, here at Rocket Sports. And if you're not subscribed to that, if you're not listening to that, let me invite you to do that right now because uh, it's a weekly show that comes out every Saturday hosted by Rick Stevens and Michael Spinella. It's been uh, it's been going, you know, we just celebrated our 300th episode uh, last week. Well, the Canadians Connection, our, our Rocket Sports Saturday flagship podcast has been going on even longer than our podcast has. And it's it's truly uh, kind of a must listen for Canadians fans. So if you're not subscribed to that, go to CanadiansConnection.fm and just tap that subscribe button. Um, but so maybe either you are a subscriber there and you missed last week's show maybe you aren't a subscriber and haven't heard the show and maybe you haven't been on social media this past week if any of that is the case you might have missed some big news for us here at rocket sports media and i'm not going to go too deep of a dive into this i'm going to tell you where to go to learn kind of more about all of the ins and outs and so forth um but Many of you who are listeners to our show uh, know that for years and years and years, part of the one of the biggest pieces of the Rocket Sports Media puzzle was our All Habs hockey magazine brand. Allhabs.net has been the mainstay for Rocket Sports ever since it, the beginnings of its creation back in 2008. Uh, for more than 15 years, Allhabs.net was the premier English language um site covering the Montreal Canadiens, fully independent all that time. Uh, It's something that Rick Stevens uh, kind of built from a little tiny blog into what is now Rocket Sports Media across all of our brands, all of our websites, all of our multimedia content. Um, And allhabs.net is uh as of as of now uh we have parted ways with the allhabs.net brand it was uh it was just one of those things that it was it was the right time in in its evolution to let it go and someone someone new is taking is take will be taking allhabs.net into a new direction and we wish them we wish them well um but that means exciting new things for us here at rocket sports have no fear. All of the content that you've come to rely on and look forward to from All Habs Hockey Magazine hasn't gone anywhere. It's all still available on the internet. We're just, it's its not like, it, basically it's just we put a, we moved sign in the front door of the, st- of the shop, right? Uh, so if you were a big fan of allhabs.net, allow me to tell you where you should bookmark and visit every day now. All of the content that was on allhabs.net and and will continue to be posted uh, from Rocket Sports and in terms of the NHL club has all now moved to a new domain, and that is habshockeyreport.com. If you are a subscriber to our YouTube channel, you'll know that that name sounds awfully familiar because that is the name of the weekly show that I have hosted on our YouTube channel for the past year. Uh, I debuted that show for Rocket Sports on our All Habs YouTube channel um, in the beginning of March of 2022. We've had a tremendous uh, response to that. We've had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of new subscribers to the channel uh, over the past 13 months solely due to that show. Um, We've heard from tons of you that it's, you know, refreshing. It's great uh, content. It's a different way to consume your Canadians content. If you aren't subscribing there, uh, just go to youtube.com slash allhabs 
and hit the subscribe button. Those shows, Habs Hockey Report, the show, comes out every Thursday. And so now we have a corresponding website to go along with that, HabsHockeyReport.com. All of the content that had lived on AllHabs.net for 15 years has been transitioned over to HabsHockeyReport.com and will continue to have your game previews for Canadians games, game recaps, featured articles, um, and, and so on and so forth. The podcasts aren't going anywhere. Really, the, the whole point was, um, while we continue to bring you, um, you know, a, a credible voice for the Montreal Canadiens from an independent website, one that's not controlled by legacy media, um, while we continue to do that, we want to continue putting more and more focus on our multimedia content, which is what you're consuming right now. Uh, so our podcasts will continue, our YouTube channel will continue, um, and as well, HabsHockeyReport.com becomes the new home for our written Montreal Canadiens related content. So it's a very exciting time at Rocket Sports. Uh, tip of the hat to Rick Stevens for building uh, the the All Habs brand to what it became. Um, and uh, I'm really excited to see what HabsHockeyReport.com is going to evolve into as well. So uh, that is the news. Also, it also means a slight change on Twitter. Uh, if you have been a follower of All Habs on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram for years and years and years, you're going to want to be sure you're following our new social media accounts. Well, some of them aren't necessarily new, but it's it's where all of our social media content will now be posted that used to be posted on All Habs. So there are two places I want you to make sure that you are following. At Rocket Sports, that's at Rocket Sports, and at Habs Connection. That is the uh, Twitter account for our Canadians Connection podcast. At Rocket Sports, at Habs Connection. Make sure you're following both of those accounts. That is where Rick Stevens will now be tweeting from or posting from Facebook or Instagram instead of the old All Habs accounts. Those are no longer affiliated with Rocket Sports. Um, and of course, be sure you're following us here at the AHL Report at A8 at the AHL Report on Twitter. Um, and I should say, of course, our AHL coverage is not changing either. AHLReport.com is still alive and kicking, and it's uh, it's going to continue that way, especially now that Laval has scratched and clawed their way back into a playoff position. Yes, that is right. Things were looking pretty dire a week ago. Then they came up with that. We talked last week about how they had that that big win in Manitoba uh, last Sunday. But when we met last Tuesday, I said there's a, there's a daunting week ahead. They have to play in Manitoba again on Tuesday night, and they're going to do it without the services of Caden Primo because remember last Monday he got recalled to the Montreal Canadiens to play Tuesday night in Philadelphia. Then they were going on the road. They were continuing on the road and going to Rockford on Friday and Milwaukee on Saturday. Uh, Rockford probably, if you wanted to put in air quotes, an easy matchup for the week, it would have been Rockford because Rockford has had its moments of struggling. But Milwaukee has been on a tear uh, and is at one of the top teams in the Central Division. Well, wouldn't you know? They won again in Manitoba on Tuesday night, six to three. Took that one, six to three. Um, and that was with Kevin Pilan in net. It's the first time that he has made a start since January because of his injuries. 
Uh, so it was a it was a pretty decent night for him, and uh, Heinemann with two goals on that night, his third and fourth of the season. Uh, Teasdale scoring, Pierre-Rick Dubay on the uh, Teasdale also scored twice that night. I should say Pierre-Rick Dubay with a power play goal, Jan Mishak with an empty netter, uh, and uh, Kevin Polan with the win that night. That Rockford game did turn out to be one that they could definitely handle. They had Caden Primo back in net, uh, but they were able to blank the Ice Hogs 3 to nothing, and that's uh, facing their former teammate Cam Hillis. Uh, remember, Nicholas Bodan came over in the trade at the beginning of the season for Cam Hillis. Uh, this was also just after the Canadians had signed NCAA goaltending prospect Jakob Dobish to a two-year entry-level contract, who has also signed an AHL contract so that he can finish the season with Laval. He has reported to Laval as of now. Uh, he's going to be made available to the media this week. Uh, and I'll make a side note here very quickly about, you know, there are some who feel that Jakob Dobish won't see uh, a crease for Laval, that he's just there to practice with the team, get to know the team, and kind of observe the AHL. Uh, I say that's the opposite of what's going to happen. Um, yes, Jakob Dobish needs to acclimate to the AHL. It's especially different for a goaltender. Uh, but he's had decent NCAA experience. It's this is not a this is not a European goalie. I, well, yes, he's European, but this is not a goalie who was playing in the European leagues on international sized ice, who now has to acclimate. He was playing NCAA, which is a much closer size of hockey to the AHL, um, and observing isn't going to be sufficient. Uh, they're going to need to get him one start at the very least. I mean, if we're looking at the regular season, they have five regular season games left between now and April 14th. Um, I would say that they should get him into at least one game. There are plenty who would say, no, 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 no. They can't risk it. They can't risk it because they got to keep that playoff position. I understand that. But this is a development league, um, and there has to be a bigger picture. There has to be a bit of a bigger picture. Uh, so I will not be mad if they play Jakob Dobis for even just one game. Um, I am going to be irritated if they don't play him at all, uh, because I just don't think that that's helping him at all. He needs a he needs to get his feet wet, and then we can build on that next year. But We'll see. So go back to this this Friday game. They blanked uh, the Rockford Ice Hogs three to nothing. Um, Heineman with another goal. I mean, well, mark that down. <laughs> Save that thought because I'm going to talk about Heineman here in a moment. They turn around. They go to Milwaukee to play the Admirals the next night, um, and they win this one as well, six to four against the Ads. Um, it's just, I mean, it it seemed to be. It seemed to be kind of in the cards. Part of it, uh, Isaac Ratcliffe didn't play for most of the game for, for Milwaukee, and he has been on an absolute tear since he was traded to the organization from the Phantoms. Um, and he had a 10-minute misconduct uh, that got handed to him in the first period, and then he got a game misconduct when he came back in the second. So he didn't play for most of, of the game, which, which was a... Uh, probably didn't help Milwaukee. Milwaukee's got a ton of call-ups to the NHL, which aren't helping them either. 
Um, Gabriel Bork with a power play goal. Emil Heineman with a power play goal. Anthony Richard with a shorthanded goal. Pierre-Rick Dubé with two even strength goals. Mitchell Stevens with an empty netter. I mean, it was just, you name it, it was happening. Um, Emil Heineman, we know that we've been we've been high on the Emil Heineman train uh, for quite a while. Um, and, and was looking greatly forward to him coming to North America. Um, you know, it was, to me, it was a shame that he needed to go back to Europe this year, uh, because of of different circumstances, but perhaps it paid off for him, um, because he is looking exceptionally strong. I don't, uh, you know, and this is a case where I, he absolutely could contribute at the NHL level. I'm actually disappointed that he's, not going unless there is another injury from Montreal in the next uh, nine to ten days. He is likely not going to get an NHL look this year, and I'm actually disappointed about that um, because he is showing all of the signs of being a guy who is going to con- transition very well to the NHL and could contribute. Um, I think he and Yese Ulanen will be definitely contenders for a roster spot for the Canadians in the fall. And this is where, you know, we talk about um, whether or not, you know, who's who's going to be around in the summertime and who's going to lose roster positions and bringing in guys who really don't add much to the depth of your organization. They're kind of rentals. And those seemingly harmless little signings or, or trades uh, come in and they take place. And we've talked about how, but this then means a prospect might not make the roster because there's not enough room. And Emil Heineman is the one that we said, he is at, you're at risk of not having Emil Heineman in the fall if you do X, Y, Z with, with a guy that doesn't really matter. Emma Heineman deserves a shot at a roster spot in the fall. Um, Yesa Ulanen deserves a shot at a at a spot in the fall. And I will even go so far as to say Raphael Harvey Pinard deserves a shot at a roster spot in the fall. Um, and it's gonna be very curious to see how all of that, how all the dominoes fall this offseason and what Kent Hughes is planning to do. Um should be noted, speaking of what Kent Hughes is planning to do. Uh, Caden Primo has been recalled again. Laval doesn't play until Friday. They are finally home. They don't play until Friday. Montreal is at home tonight uh, against Detroit, Thursday night against the Washington Capitals. And Caden Primo has been recalled and will start again uh, versus Detroit on Tuesday night. Um, That is the last regular recall that Montreal can make. And that's why I said a moment ago that unless there is another injury that takes place in the next nine days for Montreal, that Emil Heineman will not get a look in the NHL because they cannot recall him on regular status because they've chosen to use their last two non-emergency recalls available to them to call Caden Primo to the NHL last week and now this week. Uh, this further goes along the, their, either someone is wanting to, to look at him or they are evaluating what he is capable of doing at the NHL level. Why would they be evaluating? Well, it's a typical thing to do at this time of year. Perhaps they are doing one of two things. 
wanting to see what he can do at the NHL level so that they know kind of an estimate of what his value would be because perhaps they're planning on making him available in the offseason. Or with Jakob Dobis now signed, perhaps they're evaluating Caden Primo to determine whether or not they feel he could sufficiently fill a backup role in the NHL and let Jakob Dobis develop as the starting goaltender in Laval next year. Um, I, well, there's, I, you know, I have a lot of thoughts about all of that. I don't believe that Caden Primo is ready to be an NHL goaltender in, in any form. Um, so I, I don't believe that that's a, a path forward to success if they choose to do that. However, I would like to see Jakob Dobis get a, a good shot at things as well. Um, it's going to be really interesting. So not sure what's going on there, but Caden Primo is going to start against Detroit. We'll see. He did an, he did a decent job in Philadelphia. They still lost the game, but he did a decent job uh, in Philadelphia. We'll see if he can maintain that uh, in front of a big crowd at, at the Bell Center against an original six team. Um, in addition, emergency recall for Corey Schooneman, uh because of likely because Jordan Harris isn't going to play. Uh, so Shuneman has been recalled. The question is, how long do these two guys stay with Montreal? Uh, they could both stay up for Thursday night's game as well. The question will then be, uh, well, it, the question will be Jordan Harris's health as to whether or not Shuneman gets returned for Friday and Saturday's games in Laval. Uh, if they if Laval didn't have Schooneman, uh this weekend, that would be they do have eight healthy um, defensemen in Laval, so they're not short on numbers. But Schooneman is a kind of a stalwart on the back end for them as their their strongest veteran defenseman. Uh, so it would be a piece of the puzzle missing. Primo will be interesting because if they if they choose to send Primo back down either after tonight's game or after Thursday's game. That's it. They can't recall him for either of Montreal's two games next week um, unless there's an injury because, as I said, they're out of emergency, uh, excuse me, they're out of regular recalls for the remainder of this season. Um, So depending on what happens tonight after the game and or Thursday after the game, basically what I'm going to be looking for is whether or not Montreal returns Caden Primo to Laval. Um, or are they going to keep him up for the re- remainder these last four games um, and just keep him with Montreal to really kind of test his mettle? Um, and if that happens, it is Kevin Poulin and Jakob Dobis in Laval for the, for the remaining five games. I don't know if that's going to happen. I I I can't even guess at this point. If you were purely looking at development for both organizations, that's what you would do. You would leave Caden Primo up uh, and rotate him with with Montembeau or Allen for the for these last five games of the season, uh, and and you would give Kevin Poulin and Jakob Dobis the the rotation in Laval for the rest of the regular season to get Dobis's feet wet as well. 
That's if you're purely looking at development. However, if they really are trying to get Laval into a playoff, into the playoffs, then they'll return Caden Primo knowing they can't call him back up again. So that to me is going to be the fascinating thing this week. That to me is going to be the thing to look out for because that will give you an indication as to where Kent Hughes is thinking um, and will be a big uh, indicator as to as to what to expect uh, moving forward. So Laval now sitting, oh boy, these standings. Uh, Laval sitting with 68 points. They have, because they went on a road trip, which has been terrible for them all year long, on the road has equaled disaster most of the season. They went out and came home undefeated in these four games on the road. Four of four, they got all the points. They got, you know, two, four, six, eight. Eight points uh, available, and they came home with eight points. Uh, it was pretty tremendous. So that has put them into fifth place with 68 points. Belleville is in sixth. Cleveland is in seventh. They are tied at 65 points. So they are three points behind Laval. Um, Rochester, Utica are tied at fourth and third with 74 points. So Laval likely... Likely, unless unless some craziness happens, Laval is likely not moving up into fourth uh, because right now it's a six-point spread uh, between them and fourth place. There would have to be a complete disaster for Utica and Rochester, and Laval would basically have to win every game going forward. So I don't see that happening. So the key is now Laval has five games to hold on to this playoff position. Um, Rochester has a game in hand on them. Syracuse has a game in hand on them, and most importantly, Cleveland still has two games in hand on them. Cleveland and Belleville play each other on Wednesday night. So one of those two teams who are three points behind Laval are going to get two points. If that game goes to overtime, one of them's going to get two points and one of them's going to get one point. Um... So that Wednesday night Belleville-Cleveland game is kind of a, it's already a done deal. Somebody is going to be one point behind Laval going into this weekend's game. And who does Laval play on Wednesday night on home ice? The Cleveland Monsters. Um, If for some reason Cleveland comes out of Wednesday night's game against Belleville with the win and they are one point behind Laval going into Friday night's game, well, Friday night's game becomes a battle for fifth place because whoever wins it maintains or gains that fifth place playoff position. Uh, Laval then goes on their last road game, uh, excuse me, their next to last road game for the regular season. Who are they playing? The Syracuse Crunch on Saturday night. It is going to be some exciting hockey for Laval fans this weekend. We will have all of the action for you at the AHL Report on Twitter. Full game recaps at ahlreport.com afterwards. It is, uh, it's exciting. (laughs) They could pull out a miracle here. And once you get into the playoffs, we know anything can happen. So lots to keep an eye on. What's happening with the goaltenders? What's happening with the points and the standings? And coming up in the next segment, uh, Patrick Williams, when he joins me here for the AHL Hot Stove, he's going to give us his take on what's going on with Laval, uh, this kind of miracle that they pulled off this past week, 
and whether, you know, kind of get his, feel him out a little bit on how he thinks these last five games could go for the Laval Rockets. So it's uh, going to be fascinating. We are going to take a quick break here from our sponsors over at DraftKings. And when we come back, Patrick Williams will be here with me in the studio for this week's edition of the AHL Hot Stove. You don't want to miss it. Thanks so much for listening. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Press Home Podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sports Sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odd boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome back to the Press Zone podcast right here on the AHL Report, part of Rocket Sports Media and a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Once again, I'm your host, Amy Johnson. Thanks so much for being here with us. I'm also the lead correspondent here at AHLReport.com. And as I mentioned in the first segment, if you're not doing so already, would appreciate you especially that we're in this transition period here for rocket sports with a few things make sure you're doing the following make sure you're following this podcast as well as the canadians connection podcast you can find that at canadiansconnection.fm bookmark habshockeyreport.com that is our new montreal canadians centered website uh, of course, bookmark ahlreport.com for all of the Laval Rocket coverage that you know and love. Um, and on Twitter, make sure you're following at the AHL Report, as well as at Rocket Sports, at Habs Connection. Uh, you can also follow Rocket Sports and Habs Connection on Facebook and Instagram as well. Okay, well, as we promised in the first segment, it is that time of the show when Patrick Williams comes in and joins us here in the studio for this week's edition of the AHL Hot Stove, the first one in April, the first one officially down the stretch as we approach the end of the regular season. Uh, Patrick, welcome back and uh, glad to have you here today. Glad to be here. Glad to have it be April too. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's hard to believe. I don't know where the the first half of the year went. Yeah, this... Uh, one feels especially fast. It does. <laughs> I say all every year now. Like I swear, once you turn thirty, like everything just—it's all downhill from there. Accelerates. <laughs> it does. It does. Um, I before we get into the player of the week and the players of the month, um, which is something we definitely want to hit on. Uh, just want to kind of wrap up what I was uh, speaking to our listeners about in the first segment, and that was. Um, I don't know, this Twilight Zone thing where the Laval Rocket went out on the road for four games and they won all of them. 
<laughs> and and so now they find themselves uh, in fifth place again, uh, three points ahead of Cleveland and Belleville. Um, you know, we as a we we know that the AHL is one of the hardest um, things to predict as far as games and outcomes and and projections, just because of how much rosters can change uh, completely out of the hands of of the the coaches who run them. But you know, taking a look now, it's it's unlikely that Laval can overtake the teams ahead of them. There's too much of a gap there. Um, and so it seems like right now, uh, despite the fact that they do have a three-point lead, there's still a big battle brewing with the bottom three teams on who's going to take that final playoff position. Yeah, it's sort of like, does anybody want this thing? Right? Like, <laughs> you know, like... Anybody? You're talking about this, you know, it's like... You know, everyone seems to be, they win two, they lose two, they win one. Um, uh, Cleveland at one point was looking great, and then they got swept. Now they had a tough draw of the schedule, getting uh, Hershey back-to-back uh, games at home. Uh, Belleville um, had a tough loss in Syracuse, and they, 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 they shut out Toronto at home, and they go to Toronto, they go to Toronto the next day, and they lose there. So, like... I mean, Belleville alone is making my brain curl off the uh, <laughs> ball because I mean they used they dressed five goalies this weekend. Boy. I think they need three of them. Um, it's just it's absolute chaos with that team in terms of their personnel. Like you said, that's what makes it so hard to really project anything, right? Like yeah, like <laughs> you're like all right, well, you, um, trying to project. All right, you know the, the the team schedule for the last let's say five six games, but then, well, what team are we talking about, right? Right. Like, talking, you know, a team that has all their personnel back, or a team that you know, three, four, five key players are, are up with the big team, and uh, and then you have a team like Laval, like they go into Manitoba, they win back to back games there, you know, against a really good, solid, Western Conference team. They, they go into Rockford, they win there, and then they go into Milwaukee, a team that had a 16-winning streak. Yeah. And was kind of just walking all over everybody, and they come in and they pull that one out. And so... For a team that has been abysmal on the road all season long. Yes. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I mean, Milwaukee, I think, is a legitimate Calder Cup contender. Um, and yet, Laval goes in there and beats them in their own building. And so... <sighs> Yeah, this this I mean, even sort of the the upper half of that North Division is 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 a strange one, just because I mean Toronto is not the team they were in the first half by a long shot. They just uh, ended their seven game winless streak. Mm-hmm. Syracuse has been up and down. Same thing with Utica. Rochester is that way, and and I think then the last factor is just you get so many of the head to head matchups. Um, you know, I think that's what NHL fans don't understand sometimes when they look at right. the playoff races down here. Like, I mean, you just look at like Laval and Syracuse, like Syracuse is seven up on them. Probably Laval won't catch them, but they do play twice. Mm-hmm. And if Laval took both of those games in regulation, that would put them only three back. So, you know, depending on how the schedule breaks, I mean, it's not, a, it's not inconceivable as I guess what I'm trying to say that Laval could go up to second place. My Laval goodness. Could also miss the playoffs. They could. <laughs> so, or they could maybe more likely somewhere in between. 
right? And so, um, and then you look at, so you look at the teams that are in that division. So Syracuse and Tampa. Well, Tampa's going to be playing for a while. Utica, New Jersey. New Jersey going to be playing for a while. Rochester, Buffalo. Not likely, right? <laughs> I mean, right. Um, so, 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 you know, not only do you have to um, not worry about um, call-ups, you also may be getting players back. Right. Same thing, Laval, Montreal. Belleville, Ottawa, right? Cleveland, Columbus, obviously. Like, Columbus has already sent Cole Sillinger down to Cleveland, for example. So that's mm-hmm. a, obviously huge. They have four recent first-round picks in their lineup right now. Um, so... It's yeah. The rosters all over the place. The team performances are all over the place. Um, I think the biggest thing though is, if at all possible, you really, really want to avoid that um, playing around. Playing around. Yeah. I, mean, I was talking to a few coaches, even coaches that really are not at any risk of um, having to worry about, it, and they were still like, "I don't want anything to do with that thing." No. <laughs> right. Like it's a best of three. Um, you lose the first game, you're already facing elimination, right? Like, mm-hmm. and that's the crazy thing, right? Like, it really does depend on your division. But if you look at the Pacific Division now, so you have Calgary and Coachella, both tied 98 points, top in the league, um, like identical number of games played, points, point percentage, everything. One of those teams has to play a, a play in round because that's the way the Pacific Division is structured. Right, seventh place team if you finish in second, so. You could conceivably finish – well, you could finish tied in the league leading points and then have just missed, you know, you know, finishing second on a tiebreaker and then have to go play in a playing around game. So um, that's – like you said, that's why, you know, trying to make any sort of projections in this league is – I learned a long time ago is just a fool's errand. It's just, <laughs> just going to make you look bad. That's right. right. That's you right. Know, I mean, it's it's not like the NHL where, you know, you can, at the start of the year, more or less, you can kind of pick out maybe, let's say, six to eight teams that are maybe strong to at least decent Stanley Cup contenders. Mm-hmm. Not even close. Like, it's... It's a whole different beast altogether. Absolutely. Well, it'll be, uh, I think there's going to be some nail-biting uh, hockey down the stretch this week. We'll be uh, sure to keep an eye on all of that. Um, but there are some key players who are going to, who have contributed in the past week to their team's success. Uh, every week we like to introduce you to the league's player of the week for the week. And this this week it's someone who Laval is uh, certainly familiar with uh, Syracuse Crunch forward Alex Barry Belay. Uh, he's been a big part of the Syracuse Crunch's success for a number of years now and this particular past week uh, in just three games played he had seven points three goals and four assists um, as the Crunch uh, continued to battle as we talked about uh, for for the upper echelon of the North Division um, Barry Belay, Patrick, has just really been kind of an integral part of the Crunch's makeup for, for quite a while now, and it's it's nice to see him get some accolades this week. Yeah, a real, real dominant player. Like, for me, the question is, is he ultimately going to be, like, you know, that so-called 4A player, right, that you always hear about? Mm-hmm. Guys that are probably too good for the AHL, but not quite, you know, a up to par for the NHL. I had a really good chat with Ben Grew last week, the head coach in Syracuse. And, you know, Barry Belay's been one of his real, uh, you know, 
kind of ongoing long-term projects and you know i talked to him about that and you know they've had some real sit downs so barry belay is he's getting into that age now where you do start asking yourself okay where is this going career-wise right like is he is there an nhl opportunity Mm -hmm. or possibility for him he's 25 now he'll be 26 later this uh spring it really does, no pun intended, starting to come down to crunch time. Um, yeah. And, you know, he, you know, so they, they've had a good chat, you know, well, several good chats. And, you know, Ben Ben's message to him is, you know, don't get content just being a dominant player at this level, right? Yeah. Because like, it can be very easy to fall into that, that, that role, right? Like, you're having tons of success here. Sure. You're making good money, you know, like play 20 plus minutes a night like you've been kind of kicked around a little bit he had that you know that opportunity with seattle a little while back um last season and that didn't pan out so now you know like sort of you know ben's very sort of long term in his thinking and and ben's message is where where do you see your career going right like Mm -hmm. do you just are you content with this or do you want to keep that nhl fire burning and if you do then that's you need to, you know, put this team on your back in the playoffs, right? And and he's gonna, I think, be a real difference maker one way or the other for Syracuse. Um, you know, he was he didn't have a very good playoff last year uh, against Laval. Um, wasn't his typical self. And you know, you never know it in playoffs too, right? Like, you know, the guys are hurt. You know, like, it, you know. So you don't want to read too much into that, but like if he can really put a dominant performance together this spring for for Syracuse and they can go on a good run here, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see where he can go. I mean, he is he's had the bad luck of being in, well, maybe not the bad luck, but like the predicament of being in the Tampa Bay system, right? Where you know you're trying to carve out a role for yourself. He's not going to be a top six, even though that's probably like what he's suited for. So how do you sort of reinvent yourself as a guy that can maybe be middle or bottom six? Yeah. Um, in a place like Tampa where, you know, the roles there are, you know, few and far between. So it's been uh, it's been interesting to see his, his evolution and, like, you know, obviously he's going down in the playoffs, you know, playing well. So mm-hmm. now the key for him will be to carry that into the playoffs and really make something of it here. Well, uh, Laval fans will get a good look at him two more times before the regular season ends. Uh, Laval travels to Syracuse on Saturday, and they end the regular season with a home matchup on the 14th against Syracuse. So they'll get a couple of more chances to see what Alex Barry Belay can do. Um, as far as the, the players of the month for the month of March, a uh, couple of guys that we don't get to talk about too often. Um, the player of the month being Johnny Brodzinski from uh, the Hartford Wolfpack, uh, which, as we'll talk about in a moment, uh, kind of like us talking about uh, last week, uh, having a bright spot for Henderson to talk about with the player of the week. Hartford hasn't had a ton of success stories this this season, so this is nice to see uh, Brzezinski get uh, get the nod for the month. Uh, their rookie of the month is uh, Ty Cartier from the Coachella Valley Firebirds, who have a time for the no pun intended on my end has been on that team has been on fire all season long. (laughs) Um, 
And goaltender of the month, uh, just some guy named Joel Hofer, who we've never heard anything about ever, because uh, he's just not had too much success. No, I'm kidding. He's, uh, he's of course, been very successful. And Laval fans are very uh, familiar with him as well. We'll start with the player of the month, Johnny Brodzinski, playing for the Hartford Wolfpack. Uh, in the month of March, he played 11 games for Hartford, and in that time... Uh, tallied 20 points, 11 goals and nine assists. Um, and that's a big deal, Patrick, for a, a Hartford team that has really struggled to find overall success and consistency throughout the season. I, uh, I put something out on social media last week and, um, you know, I stand by it. And I said, there's probably no player on his team or in this league that is more valuable to his particular team than Johnny Brzezinski is to the Wolfpack. Uh-huh. Um, I don't even think they're anywhere near a playoff spot without him. He, When he's in that lineup, um, it's it's night and day with that team. He just unlocks everything else um, around him. And when he's up in New York with the Rangers, it's that team is just it's a not, not a very good team. Um, he puts that team on his back, and if they end up making the playoffs, now they have a pretty good shot. Um, they've done a really good run here. They've uh, built up a, a three-point lead mm-hmm. um, for that last spot in the, in, in the Atlantic. If they get in, he will have dragged him into the playoffs. Um, <laughs> um, sometimes almost it feels like kicking and screaming because they, they've been a very – very mysterious team. I've, I've talked to a lot of people about the Wolfpack, actually. Um, they're a frustrating team, and I'm not even a fan of them. So uh, I can't imagine if you're a coach or <laughs> fan or player like that team, right? Like, they just, they perplex me. Um, they look so good one night and then so bad on other nights and, and then often sometimes within the same game. And so this is a big deal for the Wolfpack, though. Like, they haven't been in the playoffs since 2015. Wow. Um, which in this league, I mean, that is hard to do. I mean, it is. now we're, you know, 20, uh, 23 of 32 teams. Uh, it's around 74% of teams make the playoffs. Um, they, they've not even gotten a sniff. And uh, they've had some really bad years in between that, too. It's not like they just missed by, a, you know, by a hair. It's like they missed <laughs> really badly. So uh, they've gone through multiple head coaches. Uh, and that, you know, the Rangers made it very clear that they want that team in the playoffs. Like, you know, it's, you need to get your prospects that playoff time. And just, you also just need to sort of get that burden off you, right? Like mm-hmm. an eight year playoff drought is. Has to a end. Little, a little <laughs> bit absurd. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so they were, the Rangers were very aggressive at the the deadline, getting help for Hartford, uh, really retold that team. And then they brought in several their you know, top prospects in from, uh, junior from Europe uh, where have you uh, from college uh, to supplement so so kind of a markedly different team than even it was a month ago mm-hmm. um, so Brzezinski's been a huge part of that you know he's he's a, a real leader um, you know not a raw raw guy but just you know leads with his play and um, he's one of the guys out there that just gets I think an immense amount of respect from uh, peers um, for what he does and just really he's one of those players like he wears the cat the the c for that team and that is every bit deserved for him <laughs> well we'll uh we'll it, it it'll be 
it'll you know as with all of these races you never know what can happen in these last couple of weeks mm-hmm. and uh, we'll see what Hartford's able to do uh, before we get to the rookie of the month I'll just quickly mention Joel Hofer uh, as goaltender of the month simply because we've talked in depth about Joel Hofer plenty of times uh, on the show and so don't need any uh, kind of detailed analysis just want to basically tip of the hat to him for being the AHL goaltender of the month uh, for the Springfield Thunderbirds going 5-1-0 in his six starts during the the month of March only allowed nine goals uh, in those six games ending the month with a 147 goals against and a 954 save percentage. Uh, so I think it's pretty much status quo for Joel Hofer uh, in the crease uh, for, for Springfield. And who knows uh, what what lays ahead of him next year with the St. Louis Blues. So um, congratulations to Joel Hofer. But the last player that I kind of want to give a a a bigger picture to is is a guy that we've probably never mentioned here on the show and it's a great opportunity to spotlight someone in the western conference and that is the rookie of the month for the month of march that's ty cartier playing for the coachella valley firebirds uh in his 15 games in the month of march getting 11 goals and six assists for a total of 17 points uh and a lot of multi-point games uh in the month uh can you tell us a little bit about this uh this rookie this this young up-and-comer for for coachella valley yeah so he's undrafted um coming out of uh, coming out of the Sioux um, so you know not a guy that you know I think came in with a ton of uh, ton of hype or anything like that um, but um, a player that uh, I think is a little bit of a late bloomer and you know he had to play his overage year uh, with with the Sioux last year and um, comes in and you know Coachella is interesting just because Seattle's only had two draft classes so there's not a whole lot of youth in that system yet uh, so you know they've tried to supplement it with you know some some signings like uh, a guy like Cartier an undrafted guy who's you know ready to turn pro and um he's been fantastic like um excellent shot right off the bat like that's the first thing you know notice about him but you know it's interesting like he only had one goal in like the first two months plus of the season right mm. and he has since now just gone on an absolute tear um I believe Something like along the lines of like 25 goals or so in the last like 45 games. Um, like just an amazing pace. He's now second overall in, in goals among rookies. Um, you know, he's really picked up the slack too. Like Andrew Podorowski, the, uh, you know, obviously the back-to-back uh, lead scoring champion. Um, he went out in late January uh, with a knee injury that's basically going to put him out for the year. So they lost a huge part of their of their team there and he has more than picked up the slack um since then so um he's he's been fantastic uh you know really just i'm interested to see him now get a shot in the playoffs like you know coachella like if they can somehow get through that playing around and not have to like (laughs) deal with that Uh, yes that's true um you know i think it'll be it'll be a fun test for him Let's say if they end up facing Calgary, mm-hmm. the, that Pacific Division, uh, to play for in the Western Conference Final. I mean, that will be an exceptionally good test. Um, I'll be interested to see him now really like take that into the playoffs here and and run with it, right? Like, you now I think that's a fun team to watch. It's a fast, you know, kind of up tempo team, and you know, Dan Bilesma is the head coach there, and mm-hmm. um, you know, Cartier. I mean, like I said, that that shot is just 
really good. Like, and he knows how to use it, and he knows how to get in position to use it. Um, and uh, he's willing to use it, which is a good thing for a young player. You don't always see that, right? Like, you know, sometimes I do think young players, there's a little bit of a hesitation to use that shot. Um, not so with him. Like, <laughs> he knows it's good, and he and he uses it. So um, he's, he's been a real fun player to watch this year, and um, I think there's even more that, uh, that he can – show showcase here you know really into this brand i think coachella's definitely every bit of team that that could go all the way uh for a cup and uh if they do he'll he'll definitely be a big part of it excellent well this is this is one of many reasons why we really enjoy having you on the show every week because you have such a a, a pool of knowledge of of players particularly all across the league and in the western conference where we don't get a lot of exposure to them uh, so we thank you very much for being here with us again today and wish you a very uh, happy Easter this weekend in amongst all of the hockey. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, you as well. Thank you very much. And we'll see you back here again next week. A big thank you, as always, to Patrick Williams for joining us each and every week here on the AHL Hot Stove, uh, a very, very fun segment here that we offer every week on the Press Zone podcast. Patrick, as always, is a wealth of information around about the American Hockey League, uh, and uh, we'll see. I, I, you know, I always, I'm. It's kind of like a sorry, not sorry when I put him on the spot to ask him to predict things. And uh, as we know, if there's one league that is very difficult to predict, it's the American Hockey League because they they are so not in control of their rosters. Uh, on a day-to-day basis. So we will see how everything shakes out. Uh, Thanks so much for for being here with us again, Patrick. We'll see you here next week. That is it for us this week on the Press Home Podcast. I am wishing all of you a very happy Easter this weekend, Uh, whether you're doing something fun, Easter egg hunts, coloring Easter eggs, or just having a a nice, delicious, big family dinner. or if maybe you're just taking Easter Day and kicking your feet up and just relaxing. And if that's if that's how you're celebrating on Sunday as well, then uh, more power to you. I, I like that as well. Uh, just enjoy the week. Enjoy these the wind down of the regular season as we start to amp up for the playoffs. And uh, be sure that you meet us back here again next Tuesday for another episode of the Press Zone Podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.